And now, on Prophetic Faith. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another week's broadcast here at Prophetic Faith. I am Pastor Robbie Barrett, pastor of Excelling Faith Ministries in Tazewell, Virginia. And tonight we're going into part two of Procrastination, volume one, on indecisive thinking. Do you wrestle with what decision to make? Do you oftentimes just hesitate? Uh, I don't know where to go here or to go there. And you find yourself, watch this, you find yourself being so hesitant that you don't make any decision at all. That's procrastination. And we're gonna see, as we learned last week, how that, that procrastination is robbing you of the best that God has for you. So let's go into this message right now as we continue procrastination. It's gonna help you, and I will see you at the end of the program. <laughs> I know you lying, right? Amen. No, he didn't. But I believe, you say, well, is he going to tell you what to do? No, I don't. But I believe that if it comes to a point where you're causing error, you're causing people to look badly against God, meaning uh, you wearing something that everybody can see what you got, that the Lord will step in and correct you. Do you see what I'm saying? So there's some things that you've got to, ha it's because that you have a mindset after God that you know what decision to make without God having to tell you. Mm. All right, so we do what we can do in the meantime. If I'm believing for healing in my body, you say, what should I do, Pastor? Do what you can do in the meantime, right? But you got to have that attitude of, well, you can't have that attitude. Well, I can't do this and I can't do that. So watch this. I'm going to show you how to cut out indecisiveness of procrastination. Today, I'm going to show you how to do it. Ephesians 5, 16. Look at this right here. It says, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be you not unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So here again, watch this. Paul is saying, learn how to redeem the time. How many would love to learn how to redeem some time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, if, if you ask most people... If you tell them, if you ask them, watch this, and this has to deal with procrastination. If you ask most people, why aren't you doing what you need to do or what God's called you to do? A lot of people will use this right here just about every time. I don't have the time. I just can't seem to find the time. I know what I need to do. I know what needs to be done. But man, I'm telling you, I am fighting against time. Well, I'm going to help you out this morning because one of those things, watch this. If you're a person that has a hard time making decisions, I guarantee you a lot of it is 
based off of time. Are you seeing that now? A lot of it's based off of time. When we get to the point where we're saying, man, I don't know what, I don't know what decision to make. What, should I do this right now or should I do that right now? And ah, I don't know what to do. And then you spend 15 minutes rest on that. You could have spent that 15 minutes doing one of the two. You see? That's the deception that we buy into. But watch this right here. A lot of it with our, our decision making is based off of a lack of time. So what does the Bible tell us to do about that? Watch this. We know, how many knows what's important in your life? Just about everybody understands or they have a base of, well, to me, this is what's important to me. It's my kids or it's, it's my family or it's this right here. It's helping others or it's this right here. Most people have a set of things that they consider that's most important to them. Well, can I tell you something that God showed me? Watch this. God said to me, He said, those things that's important to you, He said, most of the time, you're spending time sowing into other things that's not even important to you. Now think about what I just said. He said, you see those things that's important to you, right? He said, but... A lot of your time is spent sowing into things that are not important to you. Now, how many wants to sow into things that's not really important to you? I didn't see no hands. Okay. But guess what? Can I tell you that most of us, and I say most of us, that's exactly what we do. We sow time into things that we, that's not really important to us. And can I dare say that the enemy uses those things to rob us of time? And so watch this, because we spent so much time sowing in the things that's not important to us, then we come to the place where we say, oh, I don't have time to read the Word today. Come on. I don't have time to pray today. Or I don't have time to go to church. Or, I don't have time to do this and time to do that. I know what needs to be done. I know what I want and I know what's important to me. But I just can't seem to find the time. But watch this right here. There's time. Say that with me. There's time. There is time. Time has not changed. There are still 24 hours in a day. Is that right? There are still seven days a week. But we're, we've come to the point that we're a generation that we say, we just don't have time. Well, watch this. There's a neat little thing that you can do if you have an iPhone. I don't know about other phones. But watch this. There's a neat little thing that... It tell you how many hours you spend on a specific thing. And I guarantee you that you will be shocked at how many hours you spend on Facebook or a, another app or a game or something else. You'd be surprised. See, a lot of times when we're saying we don't have time, what we're doing is, is we're not being we're not being precise on our thought life. So watch this. So picture this. I have five things that's important in my life, right? So I know those five things. So what do I need to do to redeem the time that Paul said? He said, redeem the time. He said, know what the will of the Lord is, right? Know what's important. So what do I need to do first? Watch this. I take care of these five things 
first. First. What's important in my life? Is your family important in your life? Well, yes, my family. Well, then they need to be on one of those five. Amen? Uh, my, my alone time with God is very important to me. Well, guess what? It needs to be spent time first before you sow into something that's not important to you. I, I'm, I'm helping you out this morning because I, I promise you, when, we, when we've got that attitude that we don't have time, the truth is we do have time. It's just that we've been wasting it in things that don't matter to us. We've just been caught up in it. Now, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'll catch myself. Just, you know, remotely, I'll catch myself doing something, and I'll have to stop. How many is how with me? Do you catch yourself just picking up your phone? Or do you catch yourself uh, flipping on the TV and, and you, did, you weren't even thinking about it? It's just so automatic to you that you got to stop and say, wait a minute, I need to take care of this first. You know, there's a scripture that makes perfect sense that Jesus said, seek you what? First, the kingdom of God and His righteousness. So in other words, He says, if you spend your time first, seeking what's important, which is the kingdom of God, which is the righteousness of God, he said, then what will happen? Watch this. All these other things will be what? Added. That sounds like to me redeeming of time, doesn't it? So you mean to tell me, watch this, that if I take care of what matters first, then I'll have time to do a hobby or, or do these other things that I want to do? Yes. But see, we've had it backwards. We've done those things first and then said, well, we don't have time to take care of what matters. Indecisive thinking. A lot of it is based off of, I don't have time. I don't have time. Well, no. Watch this. Here's what you need. I'm going to show you. How do I redeem the time? Structure. Structure. If you know me at all, you know that I like structure, meaning that I like a set schedule. I, and that's just me. I like a set schedule. I want to do one thing at a specific time, and I could do that. Watch this. I could do that same structure for the rest of my life and be perfectly fine with it. You know, Kara be like, don't you like anything new? Don't you like? I'm a man of structure. I know what I want, and then that... That's what I hit every time. But guess what? Sometimes I get out of, out of uh, run with that, and I mess my structure up, right? But you see, and then comes, well, I don't know what to do. Do I do this or do I do that? Do I do this or do I do that? Well, guess what? But this is what God is showing us. If you're somebody who likes structure or this or that, guess what? Handle the things that's important first. So if, if God is the most important thing in your life, then if I were you, the first thing I would do when I wake up, and you might have to wake up a little bit earlier, the first thing I'd do when I wake up is I'd go spend time with God. Because usually what happens is if you don't do it first, how many knows what I'm talking about? When you don't do it first, you just keep pushing it off, keep pushing it off. That's procrastination. I know I need to do it, but I have to do it later. I have to do it later. And then watch this. 9 or 10 o'clock comes around, and you haven't done it. Have schedule. Have structure, redeem the time. Seek what's what? Important first. What are the plans of God for your life? What's the dreams? What's the goals that He's gave you, right? 
Seek those things first and all these other things will be added. Here's another thing that God told me. And this could deal with laziness, right? Here's another thing that God told me. He said, never sit still. He wasn't saying you can't rest. But some, some people have made rest a profession. No, no, no. That's not what he's talking about. He said, never sit still. Meaning, always be about an agenda. Right? You remember what something Jesus said that when uh, Mary and Joseph came looking for him and they said, Jesus, we've been looking for you for three days. And you notice what he said? Even at 12 years old, he said, you should have known where I would be. He said, you should have known I would be about my father's business. He said, I must be about my father's business. So that's a, that's a good example that we can use on that. Watch this. A lot of times that we can't redeem the time is because we spend too much time sitting still, right? Let's just be, I, listen, I'm being real myself this morning. Now, listen, there are things that we can do to sharpen and to expand our time throughout the day. And those are two great examples. Structure, right? Seek what's important first and never sit still. I preached a message one time about rest, you know what the Bible says about rest? He says, labor to enter into that rest. And let me say it one more time. Labor, do something to enter into that rest. Now, uh, uh, just real quick, all right? If you've been sitting around all day, does it feel as good when you sit down at the end of the day? No. Why? Because you've already been sitting around. But I mean, if you've been at it all day long and your feet's a little achy, this or that, when you sit down, how, how much better does it feel? You just like it, you're like, ah, oh, right? That's what that means. He says labor to enter into that rest. That's the reward of your labor is the rest. All right. Now, so how can I know? Now, let me say this before I say this. Procrastination is good for one thing. Are you ready? Wait, wait, wait. If you want to be a person that likes to wait, just have procrastination. Because that is the game of procrastination. Wait, wait, wait. Now, let's deal with this. How can I know what to do? And how can we have a clear understanding and then execute the will of God? That's what we need to learn today, right? So, first off, how can I know what to do? Because this, a lot of us, I told you that procrastination comes from not knowing what to do, not knowing what decision to make. Well, how can I know what decision to make so then I can execute it, right? I don't want to just know the will of God just so I can know the will of God and do nothing. I want to know the will of God so I can execute it, right? Because there's no better place you can be than in the will of God. <clears throat> now, so how can I have the under, a clear understanding of the will of God? Romans 12, 1 and 2. Look at this right here. It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies, what? A living sacrifice, holy, what? Acceptable unto God, which is your what? Reasonable. It's doable. God's not asking something that's too hard or too extravagant. No, it's reasonable. Service. Now, verse 2. 
And be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by how? The renewing of your mind that you may what? Prove. That word prove in the Greek is discern. Say that with me. Discern. So watch this. Here we go. This is what we've been wanting to know. He says, renew your mind to think like God, right? To, to think like the things of God, to operate like the things of God, and you will be able to discern what is what? Good. What is what? Acceptable. And what is what? Perfect. What? Concerning what? The will of God. So watch this. So the Bible tells me, well, let's backtrack real quick. Go back to verse 1. All right, so what's the first step? If we want to crush indecisiveness, what's the first step? We've got to present ourselves, what? As a living sacrifice. So watch this. None of this stuff is going to work for you if you're not willing to make the necessary steps. Like I said, <laughs> let me say this one more time because some people need to get this. You talking about change did not mean that you changed. Alright, even if you looked up the definition on what it means to change, you still haven't changed. So we got to quit patting ourselves on the back because we talked about change or because we looked at the definition. How does change come? When you do something, watch this, when you do something you wasn't doing before. Is that right? That's how change comes. It is insanity, watch this, and, and I know we need to say this because I think a lot of us are still in delusion. It is insanity to think that we can keep doing the same thing over and over and over and get the same or get different results. It's crazy. But yet, guess what? So many of us, we've talked ourselves into that. Yeah, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing and one day things are going to change. Come on, let's just be real. One day things are going to change. Well, guess what? That's the definition of insanity. That's crazy. Because the only way that change comes is when you do a different action to get a different result. So the first thing that we have to do is that we have to present ourselves. So in other words, we have to open ourselves up. God, what do I need to do? And whatever you show me that I need to do, I'm going to do it. That's the first step. Because, you, watch this, you can say, I want to change, I want to change, I want to change. You can say that a thousand times and that means nothing. Until you first, you've come to the place where you said, you know what, I'm ready, I'm ready to do what it takes to see a change. Amen. I'm ready to see that. So he says, step number one, present yourselves as a living sacrifice. Here I am, Lord. Here I am. I'll do what you want me to do. I'll, I'll make the changes I need to make. All right, then what's going to happen? He says, go, go to the next verse, Dave. He says, be transformed by the renewing. That word renewing means to totally reconstruct it. It'd be as if I went in this church right now and just did a total remodel. It no longer looks like it used to look. That's what he says on what you need to do with your thinking. Now, we're all back to procrastination now because we said one of the key factors of procrastination is indecisiveness. Not being able to make the decisions that we need to make because we're wrestling back and forth. 
And this is why we're wrestling back and forth. Are you ready? Watch this. We have not been renewing our mind, which let me add, is a continual thing as long as you're on this side of heaven. You have to continually renew your mind. Why? Because the world is continually trying to conform you back through media, through what you see, through actions, through the, the things of the world, through life, all these other things. It's constantly trying to conform you. you got to think this way. you got to talk this way. you got to respond this way. This is the way you have to do it. But see, when you get into the Word of God, God says, this is how you talk. This is how you think. This is how you respond. And the more you got to stay into that, watch this, the more you stay into that, guess what? You begin to start thinking exactly like that. But here's what we've done. We've not presented ourselves, number one. So therefore, guess what? We couldn't have transformed. And because we didn't transform, watch this. We've got one side of us that wants to do the things of God. Then we've got another side of us that doesn't want to do the things of God. So here we are. We're going back and forth. Well, I'm going to go down this path. No, wait a minute. I need to go down this way. No, no, I need to. And, and you're not going anywhere. But guess what? If I come to the point where I'm thinking like God, talking like God, responding like God, I'm getting the will of God. See, this is the will of God in written form. I'm constantly getting the will of God in me. Guess what? I'm going, what? It already, it already told you that when you do this, guess what? You're going to know the decisions to make. You're going to know, watch this. Here's how I wrote this down. You're going to know the difference. You're going to be able to discern it. That word prove means to discern. You're going to be able to discern what's good and what's bad. Instead of wrestling over, well, is this good or is this good? You're going to know the difference. Now watch this. You're going to know what's acceptable and what isn't. Right? You're going to know what a man or woman of God should do and what a man or woman of God shouldn't do instead of wrestling back and forth and, and finding yourself to a place where you're compromising. Mm. All right? So watch this. When we renew our mind, our way of thinking, guess what? We'll know what's perfect and what's not perfect. We'll be able to discern that. Because how many know sometimes it's hard to discern Hard to tell the difference on what's God and what isn't. What do you mean by that? <clears throat> I'm here to tell you that the enemy knows your desires. You think God's the only one that knows your dreams? No. The devil knows your dreams too. But he'll present to you a false way to get there that you'll just say to yourself, oh, that looks perfect. Amen? Amen? But see, when you've got, watch this, so you'll be ready. Procrastination. An enemy that we are finding that we're going to get rid of. We're no longer going to put off tomorrow what we can do today. Why? Because that's the age-old scheme of the enemy. Especially for those that's lost, what does he often say? He often says, you've got time. You've got time to do these things. You've got time. Just put it off and put it off and put it off. Well, we find out that many things that God has promised us, many things that God is wanting to do in our lives is based off our act of obedience. And if there's anything that steals or robs that act of obedience, it's procrastination. You see, when we, you may be one obedient action away from your breakthrough. 
or from your miracle. And the enemy keeps telling you to procrastinate, to keep put off, to keep putting off, to keep putting off. But we're learning today, we're no longer going to put things off. We're going to get, uh, we're going to sow into things that matter, that are important into our life, the things that God wants us to do, and then focus on the other things that may come up in life. And as we do that, we get rid of indecisiveness. So I want to pray for those again today. If you're tuning in new this week and you're saying, Pastor Robbie, this really hit home with me. I wrestle with what decision to make. I wrestle with, am I making the right decisions? Am I doing the right thing? So I end up doing nothing at all. We're going to pray for you right now that God will give you a clear perspective and He'll show you what to do, when to do it, how to do it, and where to do it. Why? Because He said He would in His Word. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I lift up every person right now, Lord, that is watching this, that this message has really stirred into their heart, that they're saying, I I'm tired of just wrestling between two opinions. I'm tired of putting off because I'm afraid I may be making the, right or the wrong decision and not making the right choices. Lord, I thank you and I praise you that you've given us your spirit. You said that your spirit would lead us and guide us into all truth. And if we're led into all truth, we can't be deceived. So, Lord, I praise you for this right now. Lord, give us clear perspective. Give us clear vision on what to do. And, Lord, I thank you that through this, procrastination is going away. It's fading fast so that we can do the things that you want us to do and receive the things that you want us to receive. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. I want to take this time right now to tell you that Jesus loves you. He loves you right where you are. But the great thing is, is that he loves you enough not to keep you where you are. That's the difference. He loves you when you're in your mess. He loves you when you're in your sin. But he loves you enough to, to give you a plan out of that. He wants to set you free today. And all you've got to do is call on the name of the Lord. When you call on the name of Jesus and ask him to come into your heart to save you, to deliver you, I'm telling you he's going to meet you right where you are. So do that right now. Don't procrastinate. And faith partners, I want to take this time also to just to thank you for your giving, your love and support. You help us take this gospel further and further for the kingdom. Thank you for that. You're such a blessing to us. And if you would like to become a faith partner, pray about doing so. As you bless this ministry, as you sow into this ministry, you receive the reward of this ministry. Think about that. And all those that come in contact with us, if you need prayer, if you've got a question or this or that, Come in contact with us. The announcer is coming on soon, and he's going to tell you on how you can do that. But all those that write to us and just call for prayer or just saying, you know what, these messages really bless us, they really touch us, thank you for doing that. You encourage me just as I encourage you. So until next time, keep walking by faith. Don't let nobody tell you you can't have what God said, and be blessed. If you would like to become a faith partner, please contact us at P.O. Box 264, Tazewell, Virginia 24651. You may also reach us at 276-971-2333. You may also request information at AccelerateFaith.org. Our email for faith partners are faithpartner at AccelerateFaith.org as well.
command the lame to walk. We command it in the name of Jesus. The devil is a liar.